folks, welcome to Sage of Agriculture with Damian Turner. I am here with Miss Andrew Collins. Uh, this young lady <laughs> is a teacher over in uh, Harris County, and um, I'll let you give your uh, whole title of your uh, your school that you're at. But um, me and her had the opportunity to meet uh, quite a few years back when I was in extension uh, with uh, Cooperative Extension for Prairie View, and you also are a graduate of Prairie View, correct? Correct. Okay, and so. Um, Instead of me trying to give her extensive background and the thing that she does and is doing right now and has done, I'm going to go ahead and turn over her and let her give her a give a short background of um, education, you know, current career, any, anything of that nature. So go ahead. Okay. I am Andra Collins. Um, that is what most people know me as. Some of my students know me as Miss Collins Johnson. I am a high school agri-science teacher at Benjamin, Benjamin O. Davis High School. Uh, it's a lengthy name, but our schools in our district are named after generals. And so this school was named after the leader of the Tuskegee Airmen. Um, I have been teaching for 17 years. I taught a year in Fort Bend County. I did my student teaching in Fort Bend County. I taught a year in Colorado. And I have been teaching the rest of my years here in Harris County in an urban school district. And so um, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Went to Prairie View AM for my bachelor's, Sam Houston for my master's, and I'm currently in a PhD program at Auburn University. So you said you taught in Colorado? I did. What, what was that like? Different. Really? Did you like? Yeah. like- um, I think my principal hired me as a social experiment. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, in Colorado, there are no inner city programs or suburban programs. They're all rural programs for the most part. And I um, got hired at a school that was on its third teacher in three years. Red flag. And um, it did not end well. It did not end well. Um It was different. And I love agriculture and I love production agriculture, but it was definitely different. A lot of politics. Um, I have never been the teacher that feels as if it's about one family or about one kid. So that small town stuff that doesn't work for me. I'm I'm, you're not going to do that. It's for all kids and for it doesn't matter how much money they make or whose parent is the parent of the booster club. I'm not doing that. So. Me in Colorado was not a good fit. I got you. I got you. So um, let's go ahead and roll on into the questions. Um, everybody's waiting here. So first question. So you said you've been teaching for 17 years. So yes. what part of your job as an educator do you like the most? I like impacting young people's lives, helping them figure it out. Um, I had a few people help me try to figure it out in high school, but I think I have taken that to a whole nother level when it comes to my students. So that's probably the biggest thing is, is doing that. And then using agriculture as a tool, I would rather be an agriculture educator any day besides a math or science or maybe not history. I do like history a lot, but I, I wouldn't want to be a core teacher. So I'm glad that agriculture found me and I get to help people learn about where their food comes from on a daily basis. So um, a little more detail. So what's, what's your, your favorite part of, of, of all the subjects you teach? Is there a favorite subject that you have, or you just kind of like them all in a nutshell? Hmm. 
I kind of taught everything to a certain degree because uh, I used to have to teach welding. And when I was in Colorado, I had a huge greenhouse. When I was in Fort Bend, I had a greenhouse. This program I'm in now, it's predominantly animals. We don't teach any plants anymore. Um, I definitely like seeing the kids get the hands-on experience. But what I've enjoyed the most, especially this year, is my advanced animal science class. It counts as a science credit. And my kids are like really eating it up. Like they are, I have some kids that are like really into research and science. And so we talk about agriculture. I always tell people agriculture is the first science. It's the true science. It's the thing that the world has used to figure out everything, medicine and life and, you know, Gregor Mendel and all of that stuff. It wasn't for agriculture. We wouldn't have the results that we do today. So. I've been enjoying advanced animal science these last couple of years and agri-science fair and all that kind of good stuff. So just making sure the kids are ready to go into college and to be critical thinkers more. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's what's important to me. Okay, I got you. I got you. Good answer, ma'am. So what about your least favorite part? You know, I have to ask that question. Of teaching or class, like in teaching in general? Yes, what you do in general. Is there a least favorite part? Oh, what I do in general. Okay. Well, that would be adults. <laughs> Uh, administrators, um, parents sometimes, you know, you get a child, a young person, and you realize you want to help change their life, but they've really been with this other person that gave them life for many years before you get to them. So it's not as easy um, to affect change, but you can, and it's the small, subtle things. And the parents may not like you because they know that you are really giving some variation to their child's life, but the kids never forget that when they become adults, they, they're always there. So. Yeah, I, I can't, I, I, I can never forget anything my activity has done for me. Like it, it's, I can still remember yesterday, half the stuff that we did and, you know, I mean, but I'm, I'm old school. So we had, my egg teachers took us everywhere. You know, we went to scramble yeah. and he was took us to scramble and he took us to all this different stuff. And yeah, I, I can remember the, the falling asleep in the truck. <laughs> oh yeah, on. totally. And that's what I try to do for my kids. I just do it a little differently, you know, because I look differently. My kids look differently. But at the end of the day, my kids still love agriculture. They love learning. They love hands-on. Uh, they want to know where their food comes from. They love livestock and companion animals. So it's it's a well-rounded program. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, you kind of touched on something I'm going to hit, hit you with here. So um, being a African-American woman in agriculture, as you are, mm-hmm. a successful woman in agriculture, um, what do you, how do you feel about the diversity in agriculture or lack thereof at this moment in time? Well, I've, you know, sat on several committees several task force, several think tanks. Um, I think that diversity, it was something that was a catchphrase and it was something that was funded, right? So when we get into federal funding, then we all know we have quotas to meet to keep funding. And I just don't think that I don't I don't want to judge anybody's intentions. I just don't know if it was really thought out uh, or implemented the way that it should have been. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't think we're doing very well with diversity gotcha. in agriculture. 
from all levels, uh, the education conduit with education is the conduit for all the draws. So if you if you don't do well from the education level, how are people supposed to know that agriculture is a career choice for them? Right. So you said to implement it. So can you can you get a little more detail about that? So if we sit on a committee and we talk about what can we do to increase diversity and then we never implement any of the things that those that are diverse or people that look like me, we sit on a committee and we give other people that don't look like us suggestions and then they never implement any of those processes, then we're back where we were. And that is why um, student organizations still look the same way that they do because nothing is being implemented. Uh, No data is still even being collected. I remember being on my master's program, trying to find data about demographics and I could not get it. And to this day, it's not mandatory. Yes, it is an option on the form, but it's not like if I don't click this, the form won't submit. So um, that's just where we are. It's yeah. it's not, you know, it is what it is. Gotcha. Well, you're, you're correct, man. I hear you. I'm with you. So <clears throat> next question. Um, so once again, as an African-American female in agriculture. How do you feel about the state of agriculture right now as, as an educator as well? So um, you have a, a different aspect that most people could have. So how do you feel about the state of agriculture at this moment in time? Well, I think definitely it's, it's, this is the thing about agriculture. And take, take what I'm seeing with the grain of salt. It, it's going to be needed for sure. Like we cannot make this world go around without food and all of the byproducts that agriculture gives us. But I think we've kind of hit a plateau when it comes to technology and development. You know, like we have hybrids, we have um, we have conservation techniques, you know, all these things that we needed to get out of the dust bowl. We went through the green revolution. We've kind of mastered a lot of things. And so the next thing to do is to really continue to educate the communities and the stakeholders that buy the food every day so they can know where their food comes from. So we can create spontaneous sales of agriculturalists. Um, If we are keeping the knowledge to ourselves, then we continue this cycle of people who have health issues and concerns, who do not know where their food comes from, who don't know how to cook their own food. And uh, we create fake hysteria like we're running out of chicken nuggets and, and chicken wings and you know, yeah, I got you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're not running out people, right? No, it's it's yeah. plenty. it's it's plenty. It's, it's yeah, <laughs> all different. Yeah, that's, that's a whole different podcast. Maybe next time we can talk next time. <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, we definitely could do better, but I think I will always appreciate American agriculture for what it is. I mean, we, me and my students were talking about agriculture scientists today and they go all over the world and they help solve world hunger. Mm-hmm. And, and we do pretty good here. Of course, I mean, it's another segue. We could talk about it another time, but we have so many food deserts in America. Right. That's where American agriculture can pick up at. If we want to give out grants and funding, uh, let's start building some bigger vertical and horizontal gardens and places and community gardens and real community farming so that we don't have as many food deserts as we do. The people have access to to better food. 
So another big thing we were talking about, um, one of my other guests, we were talking about like small acreage, you know, farming and gardening and stuff like that and trying to teach people how to to do what would they what utilize what they have. You know, even a half an acre, less than that, you know, you can you can supply food for a year, you know, on just half an acre, if not less than that, if you do it the right way. And so um, I'm, I'm going to have them back on. We're going to go deeper in that, too. But that, that was that was funny you said that, because that small acreage farming is definitely going to be something that's really important that needs to be taught and, and definitely needs to be something that um, come to light and give people a, a, um, education on. So totally. Right. Yeah. So what advice would you give someone that wants to come into the agriculture field, uh, whether it be a teacher, whether it be a farmer, rancher? From your experience, what advice would you give somebody just maybe coming out of college or going into college looking for a career? Well, if they're going into college, I would say that they need to do as many hands-on internships that they can. Um, The misconception, I think, when on a college level and college professors and boards, they don't really plan accordingly. Everybody does not have a background in agriculture. So when you go to a university and it's a lot of theory, the misunderstanding or the misconception is that you've worked on a farm all these years in your life and you have all this hands on that we want to connect theory with at this point. But that's not the case. And so I tell young people, you should go in if you want to major in animal science or agriculture, you should go to these universities during the day, not on a special day when they ask you to come. You need to walk around, look in some offices, see how people receive you. And if you're not received, well, that's not the university for you. Because learning agriculture is like learning a foreign language. Um, you have to be really taught from the ground up everything about it. So you want to be somewhere where you're safe, where you feel included, and where people want to teach you because. It is just the coolest thing to learn about. It's, you know, seeing a seed grow or learning that cotton grows forever or how cheeseburgers are really made or that chocolate milk, you know, it's not made from chocolate cows. So (laughs) as simple as that is, those are things that people need to know, I think, on a general basis. And so um, you got to have some some tough skin coming in. Right. Because uh, everybody will not look like you and they will not like I I just love it. I fell in love with it. They may not understand that infatuation you have with the subject matter because it's just beautiful to watch God's creation. You know, he gave us stewardship over it. And so, you know, it's it's a. That would be the advice. They need to really go somewhere where they can get involved, get hands on. It should be a part of your your coursework. It shouldn't be like extra, like you have to join a club or, you know, have a special professor or anything like that. Like hands on should be a part of your coursework wherever you attend college or training. So what about somebody that's uh, maybe an older um, person that wants to all of a sudden, like, I want to go be a farmer. or I want to go do raise cattle or something like that, what what advice would you give them? I would tell them to totally do it. Um, of course, we need land uh, to get government assistance. Normally, you need about five acres to start off with, so that would be a goal. Um, I've started dibbling, dabbling, and consulting a little bit, but it is very... Uh, 
for example, the first family I dealt with, they didn't take any of my recommendations. And then I got a call saying, oh, we lost our ag exemption. Hmm, I wonder why. What you going to do? So, yeah. So definitely I'm going to tell people to start working more and getting back to agriculture, getting back to the roots of what we need every day. And uh, start small. I always tell people to possibly start with goats because they just need, I know, I know. I'm just playing. (laughs) No, but I'm with you though. I'm with you. Uh, I would say start with goats. They just need a little shelter. They need fence and they need water Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're grazers. And so, and they're non-selective. They'll eat any and everything. So start there. But, you know, you just have to be weary of the bigger species because you, you need certain machinery and you need all of these different things that people may not know how to work or have the funds to get. But definitely purchase that land. Try to buy you at least five acres. Go in with your family. If you are family, do not sell your land. You can always find a consultant to help you um, farm and ranch your land. And there's so many things like I'm really big on agritourism. You know, people from the city want to come in and I want to do yoga with goats. I wouldn't. But if you want to go ahead. Is that really? Uh, really (laughs) Yeah, it, it really is a thing. It really is a thing. But more than that, like, it's just huge. I mean, people want to get out the city. They want to see the stars. They want to be with nature. You know, what is this? What's that? What's this mushroom? What's that plant? What does it do? You can have medicinal tours, medicinal herb tours on your property, and people will be so amazed by this. Airbnb, camping. I mean, it's the sky's the limit. So you can't just pass up the go yoga and and did not answer the question. You you have you done go yoga before? I have not. I'm not doing go yoga. I'm not <laughs> doing anything with people that autom- that poop on automatic. No. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> anything that yoga. just cannot be potty trained. I'm not doing anything with it. <laughs> so okay. So um, this is this is interesting to me. So have you, have you seen it before? Like, yeah, it's a uh, thing, Damien. You haven't seen do, it. Do yoga with the goats just. People are doing yoga with the goats. So what? Don't act like you've never seen this on Instagram. I don't pay attention. I've never, I I did not think it was a real thing. They are doing it with the little mini pygmy goats. And the goats get on them while they are doing their yoga poses. And then I know these goats start shooting out pellets. I don't want to be a part of that. Oh man, okay. All right, enough with the goat yoga. So okay. <laughs> on. Um so what advice would you give 18-year-old you uh starting your coming out of high school, trying to figure out what you want to do? Would you do anything different or would you stay the same? So what advice would you give or not advice would you give yourself um if you had the opportunity to talk to yourself before you started this whole journey of your 17 years of ag education and all that good old stuff. I would definitely still go to Prairie View. Prairie View. Prairie View. <laughs> I would definitely still go to Prairie View. Um, I always tell people Prairie View is my first love. Um, taught me the ropes of life. Let me blossom into the woman I am today. I never had to diminish myself in any capacity to fit in and to be seen at Prairie View. I probably would not have attended Sam Houston for my master's degree for several reasons. Now, I love some of the professors um, and some of them really 
really one professor in particular really took me under his wing and, you know, really tried to help me. But I, I, I couldn't even imagine if that would have been the university I started off at, how I probably wouldn't be in agriculture today. Really? Yes. Okay. Well, we can, we can dig in that some other time. Yeah. 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 I would choose another just because I wanted to do research really bad and that didn't happen. Okay. Um, But that, that would be the main reason. Gotcha. Okay. So, I mean, did, whoa, will you do anything different or just, just schools? That's it. So you wouldn't change. Plans? Of course not. If we're talking about GP life. Yeah. I would do some things different. I, I wouldn't have gotten married as soon as I did. I would have dated more. Um, yeah. I, I don't, but the thing is, I don't have any regrets about my career. Right. Like working for USDA, no regrets. That taught me a lot of hands-on that a city girl did not have. So I have no regrets about that. Uh, getting the master's, becoming an ag ed teacher, one of the proudest accomplishments in my life. So just along the way, I think because I was glad that I had like a friend base from high school because I really felt isolated a lot because I, I was the only black person a lot of times. So I didn't, I didn't have the dating opportunities that other people did. I didn't have the friendships like other people did. So I was glad that I still had a best friend back home that I could still tether to because it was lonely. It was, it was different. It was lonely, but. I can definitely agree, ma'am. I I see exactly where you're coming from. So, Mm -hmm. all right. So you do a lot of different things. We can talk about them. We don't have to talk about them, but um, what are your, what, what other things you have going on? Um, Besides uh, teaching ag, I know you have some other um, business opportunities, business things, whatever you want to call them. Um, I am an entrepreneur. That that yeah. word, that word. Yes, and I definitely credit uh, Future Farmers of America for giving me that that spirit of entrepreneurship. I have a floral business. The company's name is Inheritance Floral. You can find us on Instagram at Inheritance Floral Events, and so it's. You know, life is so strategic because my mother was a florist. She was a florist and a seamstress. And for years, she had a a wedding and event business. And that is why I named my company Inheritance, because that is a gift she gave to me. Mm. And then it's also 360 that I teach high school agriculture. I teach floral design. I teach other kids to become certified florists. So it kind of all goes together, agriculture, like I can't get away from it. Even in my business, I'm still dealing with plants and flowers and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So that is that is my business, my baby. I am, uh, I do contract myself out for agriculture consulting. So if anyone wants any help, um, I do have vast knowledge of government programs and things like that. So I do do that. I did do that for people. Okay. I'll see you. I'll see you. Consultant, ma'am. So it's, so I guess you kind of gave a little plugs already. Um, so in any other, where they can find you on social media, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, you know, um, and you can send me the information. I'll put it, you know, I'll put it up, but I mean, go ahead and kind of tell us where they can find you as far as social media wise. Okay. So my personal social media, Instagram, Miss Ag Foodie, M-S-A-G-F-O-O-D-I-E. 
I am a foodie and I feel like I am better at it because I understand how food is produced and harvested. So um, you can follow me. I don't eat out as much as I used to because I need to lose some weight, but um, (laughs) you can follow me and I can give you some restaurant recommendations and all of that good stuff. Um, I'm really excited. I think this spring I'm going to go to South Carolina and and North Carolina and do the whole food experience, um, the Gullah Geechee and all that kind of, I'm excited about that. So I'm all about the food. Of course, I have the floor design company and I do have a podcast about relationships and we will put that up so people can click on that. Uh, it is not for children. Okay. okay. <laughs> so We'll uh, put, put, uh, not parental people. advisory. Yeah, put the advisory <laughs> on, on the. Yes. Put it up. Yeah. So okay, well, ma'am, I think that's that's our time. It, it was it was very nice talking to you. Thanks for uh, bringing some time out of your busy busy schedule and and, and chatting it up with your boy. Um, I think we hit homework. Yeah, homework. <laughs> yes, I have a homework that is due tonight. <laughs> Got to grade some papers too, or what? No, just the homework for my PhD program. So oh, okay. Which as soon as I get off with you, I'm going to get to that. What do you get your PhD in? Career and technical education. Oh, okay. So you're going to be a principal or just going to just, what are you going to oh, do? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'm no. not the principal. <laughs> I want to certify other teachers to okay. be little Miss CJs. And hopefully I can affect diversity that way. And then I would also like to work in leadership development for a Fortune 500 company. So, Okay, boss lady. I'll see you. Okay, okay. Well, like I said, man, I greatly appreciate your time. I know you are a very busy lady and you have a lot going on. And um, once again, keep doing what you're doing. I'm proud of you. I've known you for quite a while now. And I like to see your your uh, your progress and the amazing things you're doing as I follow you on social media and and. and see all the cool pictures and the cool flowers that you'd be doing. And so um, if you think you want to else you want to say to the people, go ahead. If not, I mean, I appreciate your time and, and thanks for being on the show and I will have you. Thank you. Thank you for your platform for uh, being able to have the conversations that need to be had. I enjoy it. I think, I think it's, it's time. And so if they like it, they like it. They don't, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, you're welcome. I will uh, holler at you soon. Okay. Okay. All righty. And there you have it, folks. Another episode of Shades of Agriculture with Damian Turner. I'd like to thank my special guest, Ms. Angela Collins, for being on the show once again. If you do not know this lady, you must get to know this lady. She is an amazing woman of agriculture, and I can definitely see so many things that she can produce and coming out of her in the future. But once again, I want to tell her thank you and thank you for your time and y'all take it easy. See you next episode.